You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OK Sis, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics, such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. All right. Here we are. Hi, guys. Hello. We made it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hi. I feel like in, because one of the girls who wrote for advice on your podcast that we were on, they said the Marvel Universe. So I'm just going to go with a reference. Yeah. I feel like in the multiverse, our podcast's were the same thing. A thousand percent. Like, yes. I've never been on, I've never done a podcast swap where I feel like we could just swap, like switch, and it would be the same content. Like switch hosts and it'd be the same content. I completely agree. Okay, so we have the girlies from Unsolicited Advice. And then we're going to do, I'm going to do what you guys did to us. Both say your name so that people know who's talking. Cool, cool, cool. Lovely. Okay, my name is Ashley. Um, this is my voice. I am the other half of Unsolicited Advice, and my co-host is Taryn. Yes, I'm Taryn, and the same thing she said, but opposite, you know? Other co-host. You know. oh this is my voice. voice. This is Ashley's second appearance on OK Sis Podcast. Oh, yes, this is correct. Yeah. You came with your your sister, With my Alicia. sister. We had a sister, 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 sister. Talk. Sister, yes. nice. No, 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 no,
Yeah. I love that show. Same. I know. We were just talking the other day because Scout is a mom. So we have a little bebe in the family. And I was like, oh, she's going to watch Disney Channel. And then Scout's like, is there even Disney Channel? I don't have cable. I don't have cable. Where is she's going to watch Disney What are the kids? What are the kids watching? They're, I think they're on YouTube. Like what I think the I think the kids are on YouTube. You, you confirm, would know. You would I can know. Confirm. Oh, they're yes, on YouTube. Yeah. And then there are different shows that are on different. Like Netflix has like Coco Melon. Mm-hmm. Disney Got Plus it. has like Bluey. Like you know what I mean. So I think it just depends where the parent gets their content and then they like mm. figure it out. You Were know? you guys Disney yeah. Channel kids or Nickelodeon. or Nickelodeon kids? I was Disney. I, was I definitely was Disney. more to Disney than yeah. Same. Yeah. Okay, so we're in we're in good company. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of like when we find someone that's Jewish, I'm like, oh, I get you. It's like, yeah. if you're a Disney kid, like, oh, absolutely. Yes, I get yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. It's an automatic wave. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, so we both have had podcasts for a sh- fucking long time yeah. you yeah. guys have had your podcast for four years which i yes. didn't like realize yeah yes. neither did we really i know no. <laughs> i feel like we blinked and we were like four yeah that's what it feels like huh yeah, yeah. yeah. totally and was the format always advice from the listeners so it was we actually when we met to talk we thought our podcast was going to be pure just like funny so we were thinking like embarrassing moments like whatever but obviously we called it unsolicited advice because we wanted it just to be like People. We're obsessed with just people and storytelling and whatever. Um, And then I would say like a couple months maybe into it, we kept being annoyed because we're like, oh, everybody keeps writing us these like deep things. And we were like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Like, we wanted it to be like happy and funny. And then we just like had this like moment where we looked at each other and we're like, should we just try it and see what happens? And it's crazy because organically everything shifted and we've never put another thought into this podcast in four years like after that moment it just like flowed after that so let's talk about that for a second like that dynamic of like you start something and you really think kind of like what we were talking about on your podcast about morning old identities Mm -hmm. but when you're doing a business venture you're doing something content what is the importance of listening to what your audience wants and then where is that line between doing what you want to do oh I could talk about this do it. forever. Yeah. forever. <laughs> um, yeah. So when we were first wanting to do the podcast, originally I, what I was saying was I loved, I never really read magazines. I always read the advice columns at the end. Mm. I always thought they were so funny and they were almost always embarrassing stories. So when we started it, we were like, I literally want to just like copy that. I want to do the exact same thing. People send in funny stories. They continually sent in such serious stories. Neither I, I like wasn't picking them because I was like, this is too serious. This is not for us. And then we slowly started running out of content. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing serious. We decided to lean into it. And the community that came from it was unreal, mm-hmm. like unreal. It really like became its own entity, way different than anything we could have thought of or even dreamed of creating. And I had the same thing happen with my YouTube channel where I kept putting out stuff that I thought I had to put out. Mm. And it would do really well, but it it didn't resonate with me. And so what I ended up doing on my channel was I was doing one for them, one for me, one for them, one for me. And where I think we kind of compromised was we created the tearing it up segment. Mm -hmm. So we got the funny part out in the beginning of every episode. We get our funny. We we chat. We banter. It's like a little bit slice of like comedy. And then we get into like the nitty gritty, more serious stuff. And I feel like that's the balance of both situations. And it's been great ever since. I think there's like a line because I think sometimes people go into stuff being like, oh, well, I'm just going to see what happens and, and kind of like are like, oh, let's just see where this is going to go. 
which is like not what we did. And I think we came in with a plan. We were prepared. We like did our work. We came in ready, but we also just had enough space to also like listen mm. and willing and to be I flexible. Think it's not like people are straight up asking you like do more serious stuff. It was like the tone of stories started to change. Mm. And so it's like then you kind of tiptoe. I think once you kind of find and you fill that build up, then you flow with it. But it's not it doesn't diminish from you actually putting a work in and having a plan. I think both are equally important. And I think that's where it gets messy sometimes when people are just too like yeah, we'll see. Just push record. Like, we'll yeah. just see what happens and oh, what yeah. people want. Like, people want to feel secure. We, <laughs> we have enough unknown in our life. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Totally. So I think it's it's a, it's a really tricky balance to yeah. find. Did you guys start when you pivoted more into the serious content? Were you being transformed as human beings as well because like, it seems did it like, push you right uh-huh. because like for us for sure at the beginning I think also okay sis was so much sillier it was a lot more pop culture focused and it then was kind of the opposite for me like I wanted it to be more serious but it was silly in the beginning you know like yeah. I think I pushed it to be more serious right. <laughs> and then it kind of just became more of a personal development mental health like we're still obviously very silly but we don't really talk about pop culture anymore mm-hmm. that's not really what people come to us for yeah. so it also transformed but I I think that we, or at least I, definitely became more mentally healthy. Oh, absolutely. Well, but like when people are asking you for serious advice, it requires you guys to dig into your life experience and vulnerably share. Was there ever a point where you stopped and said, wait a minute, is this what I signed up for to share on the internet? Or did it feel so natural and good for you guys? I think it actually felt very natural and good. There was a point where I remember being like, am I about to share this? <laughs> well, I, but I think you should share. Like, that's not something that comes easy I'm, to you. I'm not I'm not a very so vulnerable person. me sitting on, I'm like her biggest fan right on the other side of the table. And there's been so many times where she's shared something and I'm just like, natural like don't freak her out like but afterwards I'll be like dude I'm so proud of you because like Mm -hmm. I know that that was harder for her but with a topic like ours and it sounds like yours too where you you're wanting vulnerability that's a two-way street like I if I share with you my deepest insecurity you're automatically going to feel feel comfortable enough to share yours so it has to go both ways and I share an alarming amount of stuff like <laughs> and it's it's real time because that's what podcast is it's like real time life so I went through like a really really dark period and I talked about it a lot and then I went through like health scare and I talked about it a lot so it's like now it feels like this like beautiful family and it's caused people to write in being like well Taryn you mentioned this and I've been struggling with that too like it mm-hmm. creates that like solidarity so I think we've both grown a lot and we were a little bit scared to approach topics in the beginning but now we're like no, no, like, no. like open book we've already created this yeah, like, let's yeah. go for yeah. it yeah I think also there was a fear of like am I qualified to be talking about some right. of this stuff I was yeah. that too. so we started kind of like uh, once we decided to lean into it we started doing disclaimers in every episode we were like you should definitely see you know someone professional (laughs) and like someone qualified to be doing this also but like this is just our hot take and then like once we really leaned into we're not professionals and this is just our personal opinion then it was kind of like yeah let's talk about everything yeah Mm, I love it okay we're gonna try something out we didn't tell you oh I love it Taryn's gonna pop off Uh, I'm gonna shut down I I, it kind of meshes with what you guys do I want to ask what are you both working on right now slash what advice 
do you need from us? Oh, like what is something right now where you're like, oh, I'm stuck in this. I need some advice. I love this. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. She's like, I got it. She's like, I'm ready. I have it. I have it. No, 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 no. Okay. So, so for me in my life, I recently went through like without getting into all the details, Mm -hmm. but I went through like a health thing, right? So I had like a pretty intensive surgery, had like a couple of things that were like scary. So now I feel like I'm in this place in life because like with anything perspective comes in hot when you like go through stuff like that. So I am in this new place in life where I'm feeling so inspired to do a lot that I haven't felt that inspiration in a while, but it's exciting. But coming with that is also my super, you know, lifelong friend of fear of failure. So I think like, honestly, in our podcast with you guys, like I was just sitting back just like so in awe of like all the things you guys have stepped out to do. And so I think for me in my life right now, I'm trying to learn how to like, I've always taken the back seat and been supporting everyone else in my life. But I'm like, how do I like step in and not feel too much or like, you know, like I do deserve certain things, but I've, I've, I have a lifetime of telling myself like, no, 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 like just yeah. be like quiet in certain areas. So, so you're a people pleaser. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Scout, why don't you take this one? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so I'm a people pleaser, but I'm also main character energy all day long. And the right. first thing that came to mind with, which might be a little harsh, and let's see how it lands, <laughs> is I'm all, and thank you for having me. No, yeah. <laughs> if a health scare isn't going to put you, how much more do you need yep. to get knocked down to mm-hmm. actually like absolutely. fight for what you know? your yeah. life could be. So Damn. you yeah. had a, a health scare is yeah. no fucking joke. You no. don't want another one of those. You no. don't need another one of those to push you. No. So if you went through that health scare and it's not going to kick your ass into gear, mm-hmm. you need to ask yourself what will. Yeah. And you don't want to know what will, right? You, you don't want to <laughs> yeah, go to another cell. Like, so yeah. it's almost like, can you use what you went through to get you to the next level so that yeah. what you went through wasn't in vain? Yeah. What you went through wasn't a detriment, wasn't a step back, wasn't something scary. It was actually the sign and the fuel to let go of whatever sort of hiding you've been doing and to push forward at full yeah, force. Yeah. Wow. Like I, I think I sometimes that. that we ask for advice on to how to take the next step when we're just talking. Like yeah. there's cause yeah. You know, no one actually wants the kick in the butt, right? Yeah. The kick in the butt sucks. The health scare is one of those things. Yeah. So I would just ask yourself if you would be happy if you just let that happen to you and didn't change your yeah, life, no, you know, exactly. in like yeah. 10 years to look back. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah. you already had the thing mm-hmm. that pushed you. Like you did. And now it's just complete radical permission to take the next step. That's yeah. all it is. I love that. And I don't, you, maybe you're looking at for someone else to give it to you. I mean, we could give it to you. You should fucking do whatever you want to do in your head. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I think you're fully, I mean, you're beyond equipped to step yeah. into main character energy. But main character energy for me is something that I've always embodied for myself. But I know Maddie's maybe struggled had to like it. struggled with it. So you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, point. I think this is how I think about self-worth is at first you might think it's selfish mm-hmm. to, you know, if you're not worrying about everyone else or cheering everyone else on and you're focusing on yourself, that then might take away from your relationships. That's at least how I had positioned it in my head. Very, very, very similar. And I had a friend tell me, like, when you are feeling self-worth and, like, fully authentic, you light up a room. And that energy 
then flows to other people and it's Super magnetic. Yeah. And yes. then those people, it lifts everyone up when yeah. you are your most self-worth yeah. and in your highest self-worth. So when I started framing it like that, because it can feel a little selfish sometimes to do that inner work or if you're, you know, focusing on yourself. But if you just think, oh my God, it's actually going to do this ripple yeah. effect of everyone around me is going to be so much better because I'm better. Also, like, who are you not to live out your fullest Wait, okay. life? Yeah, I know. This, I'm, is I'm this is Gal's <laughs> gospel. Okay, this is, I'm pulling up a, have you heard of the Marion Williamson quote? No. Okay. Just oh, you said me... this the other time and we were, we're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, she's, because... a, she's a slam poetress. Okay, this is, Ooh. okay. Poetress. Did you just hear what Marianne I just said? Marion Williamson is like the goddess of all goddesses. Okay, okay. Okay, so this is a quote I I, rem- oh, no. I memorized when I was 13 years old, and I genuinely believe she was emo. why. No, no, no. Mm. This is nothing. Email. You don't know. <laughs> Stop disrespecting Mary <laughs> Williamson. Sorry, 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 she sorry. is like the spiritual sorry. like leader of our time. Oh, okay. Right. So this no, is why Lacey Phillips is a spiritual leader no, of our time. I, I love you, Lacey. But like Mary Williamson said, Lacey is like going like this to Mary Williamson. <laughs> okay. So okay. this is a quote that I memorized when I was 13. Okay. Ready? Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Wow. wow. Mike Trump. Oh Marianne my God. then. Okay. All right. Also the fact that you memorize that. I love that. <laughs> Listen, I, I knew. I was, rewi- I was reprogramming my goddamn subconscious before I even knew what I was doing. <laughs> You're like, who am I not to be beautiful? <laughs> Literally me alone in my room at 13. Not it's so true though. I feel like society really, really puts down any kind of like self- Oh, completely. I don't even know how to articulate it. Self-love. Yeah, self-love. Okay, so we've talked about this a lot where there's a whole narrative on on media. Love yourself, love yourself, yourself. self-love. But then there's no way to healthily express it. Because if if I just posted on my Instagram story right now and I was like, oh my God, I love myself. I I do it sometimes. (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) Like people, which like you shouldn't care what people think, but like people would be like, yeah, "Eh, it's a little weird. Maybe maybe then you don't need to proclaim it, but you should. So it's weird that we have so much emphasis on self-love, but there's no healthy way. We all say self-love. Yeah, like don't fucking tell us about it. It's it's interesting that that's been... Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. 
I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once. The white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen, probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. And you have to think about like the societal implications of that in the sense that there's things that they can sell us if they keep us in the pursuit That's of the so self-love. True, yeah. right. If when someone really loves themselves, they are a lot less. They don't need. They don't. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. The products. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Wow. Can I help you? Thank you so much. No, that was beautiful. Okay, yeah. Great. It's good. It's are you going to are you going to memorize the quote? I'm going to well. memorize the quote. <laughs> you can and have us back on. Or at least the first three lines. Yeah. And she will. <laughs> <laughs> she'll repeat the quote no, back to you. It's good. It's one of those like, you know, that exciting 
time where you're like, oh, dang, I'm ready for change. But then you're like, oh, I got to get rid of these habits I've had yeah. for like oh. years. Yeah. That's like, that's what I'm like in that place. So I'm excited for Don't what's to come. It. But I, I loved, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think it's exactly it. what we said in on your guys' podcast. Like, don't rush it. There's mm-hmm. like a beautiful, at least you're aware that you do want to change and you're yes. going to. Like, you're, there's no like doubt in your mind that you're going to. Yes claim what you want but yeah there's like that I'm I'm also feel like I'm in that little whirlpool right now too where yeah. I'm like I know something is so great is around the corner but I just you can't rush it like I'm just yeah. gonna be open to like letting it can we ask them for advice after too oh for sure I have something oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Ashley what's your Ashley, what do you need what are you working on oh, what yeah. am I working on I feel like this past maybe probably since COVID I feel like there's been a lot of like negative thoughts, a negative self-talk that has, it's so funny because I feel like I was, <laughs> I was advising the people on our episode that we did, but I was actually like also like advising myself on the same right. time because oh, I, I, I do that like, all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't my relate content, to more. I did a solo episode yet, and I was screaming. It's for you. And yeah. I was screaming and I was like, just so you guys know when I'm saying you, I'm saying me. Like I'm yeah. like, we're talking, I'm talking to myself as well. You also yeah. Yeah. real quick have to think about all the like personal development authors. Like if Gabby Bernstein wrote a book about judgment, it's because she had she problems had judging. Right. Like, all, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's an expert. She deals yeah. with it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I The first story that I read that was about like the career focus thing, I also feel like I have no idea what I'm doing anymore where I used to really know like what my purpose was what my like subject was I always knew what was coming up next and as of honestly since COVID everything's just kind of been a mess and then social media has blown up in a new way which is fun and exciting but then also like trying to find that I think my self-worth was wrapped up in my work also so like having to navigate like not knowing what to do with my career is also me trying to figure out my self-worth again and like making sure that they're separate but then having a lot of negative talk and balancing all of that all at once has been tough. I mean, when content creation is your full-time job, it is really difficult to separate. I mean, also, there is no separation. It kind of goes hand. It's very personal. Totally. It's not like a nine-to-five that you just, like, clock into, right? So it's hard to not be personal about it. Also, I feel like there's just – there's all of the platforms. Also, have you have you been told to get on Lemonade? <laughs> oh, I started Lemonade for a second. She but let me but let me be clear. It's because I don't do TikTok or anything. I don't do anything. Right. Like right. I don't do anything. Yeah. So I went on Lemonade and I was like, oh, this looks like way more my vibe than TikTok. Right. Um, Which I would agree with. But my manager and whole team, and I love them all to death, but they're like, yeah, you need to get on this now. And I'm like, I can't put no. all of this content on 20 different platforms and it all be authentically different. Like, yeah, there's no. literally no yeah. way. I, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, when I heard the lemonade stuff, I was like, I physically cannot. Yeah. And I'm just deciding yeah. not to. But I also, <laughs> like, promised myself, like, the next time a, a platform blew up that I would, be like, first. be the first adopter. Yeah. <laughs> but then literally like, So, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, we, we like, literally okay. wasted our time. Like, one time I spent two hours just to hear Lewis Howes answer my question. He never answered my question. So I was like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? And we all thought Clubhouse was we, the next thing. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. did. So this is really timely because I was listening to Sivan Ayla on The Blonde Files. I love her. And love her. I, I know we're like, I was in the middle of it we're so like the, a little too girl crush with her yeah, I'm, I'm like, like she was on our like podcast same. and it was like a moment for me oh my gosh um, what's it called oh so they were having a conversation and I didn't finish it but she was saying like she's not sure what social media wants from us anymore mm. in a way totally. yeah and I feel I, like it used to be so clear yeah, yeah and it's hard for me to have advice because I think it's sort of this ongoing 
thing that if you're not in social media, it doesn't you you can't understand the the bigger picture when it comes to content creation for your life. Mm-hmm. But I would say maybe what I was thinking about, like mapping out the areas of your career, like the different things that you do, the different platforms that you're on, the different types of content, and then write out what you like out of each one the most and then figure out how to stay in that zone as much as much as possible and discard the rest or at least get curious about why you like this aspect of podcasting yeah and is it something you want to continue with or is it like of course you want to continue with it but is it like something that you want to really just put all of your eggs into a basket Mm -hmm. or can you take that thing that you like about it to create a bigger picture of a career if that makes sense yeah I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm at a point where I want to like ask chat GPT what to do next (laughs) (laughs) I'm like can you map out like my career trajectory please also question because you've been on the internet for a long time this is I don't know if this will well we'll see how this sounds (laughs) I'm noticing that a lot of content creators that started when they were younger and they're how old are you I'm 33. Yeah. Who are now like, you know, early 30s. Mm-hmm. The new generation of content creators are coming up in a very different way. Yeah. And like Sivan Ayla was talking about, she's like, I don't know where I, I don't know where I fit anymore Mm-mm. in this. And like, I'm not, she says she's not growing on Instagram. So it could also be an indication that the next step and how do you use what you've already built right. to like get to the like, next step. Like how do step. I transfer this? Yeah into the next step. It makes me happy hearing that other people are, are yeah. feeling the same type of way. But content used to be like, so I used to post 20 minute vlogs regularly, like every week. And now I'm like, oh, I need to post, I need to fit all my stuff into like a one minute video. Right. Like how do I condense that? And then, so that's been a weird, yeah, I feel shift. like shift for yeah, me. Yeah. But then also I've been meeting TikTokers and influencers on Instagram that are like, oh, how do you do long form content? And I'm like, it's not doing well. Like, I don't know, but they're like interested. So I don't know what that next step is, I guess. And it's just been frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. I feel like each platform, we, there's so much noise. Like, it's literally, so much noise. everyone is saying, do YouTube shorts. We put, po- we got the zero m- views. Same. We didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Zero? Yeah, I was told the same thing. They were like, hey, YouTube's really pushing shorts. Get that content on shorts. I did. Zero. Nothing came of it. Yeah. I couldn't believe we were looking at it. We were talking with our intern. I have to be shadow banned or something. That's what she said. On the way here, she's like, I think YouTube shadow banned. I'm sorry. I just don't even think that's possible. Like, yeah. I watched it on my... I was like, what are you talking about? You were like, I personally gave it one view. One view. And I'll it's not here. I'll can give it a just, view. Can yeah. we just, like, all... Do we? Can we just, like, all have permission to not run the rat race yeah. at I the know. level? Like, can we just stick with, like, write down everything that we do content creation-wise and be like, I like this, 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 and this, and that is fucking yeah. it. It's but that. see, the thing is, too, so I just had my first, like, video go viral. Uh-huh. Um, hi, been posting that crap for like <laughs> literally years. Welcome like, hi yeah. world, welcome. welcome. But like, I've been doing it, yeah. you know? Like, or like, some of the stuff I posted before is like way better than like what. So it's like, we have zero control. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, it's, I think the the mentality that I've like grown up with, like you put in the work, you get the result. Like that was like our childhood. So it's like, now it doesn't really matter. And I have to remember, like, as long as I like what I'm putting out. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. That video has, like, 3 million views. Like, what is that? And then the next one had, like, 2,000. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you have to really find where you are putting your focus and effort in. And I always tell myself, I'm like, if I'm proud of it, then cool. But, like, once I start getting wrapped up into, like, the views and, like, the whatever, it's so hard to find 
where the right balance is, like, because you do want to push for growth, but then how do you not, like, be, like, disappointed in what you've done and what you've created? It's so hard. You know what? TikTok really fucked us because they just threw numbers for the sake of numbers. They they just gave people virality for the sake of virality. And we look now at a different – I always like to talk about different currency. Like, podcast downloads, Twitter followers, Instagram followers, and TikTok followers, they're not all the same currency. You have to translate them. So – 20,000 Instagram followers is so much more impactful than 20,000 TikTok followers. Mm -hmm. 20,000 downloads an episode on a podcast is so much more impactful than 20,000 Instagram followers. And I think that TikTok threw these crazy numbers out and are making people go viral over and over and over again. When if you actually think, Ashley, about your impact over time versus like maybe someone who has the same amount of followers on TikTok that, you know, went viral a year ago or or something, right? Like, let's just use that as an example. Where's the long-term strategy? Where's the long-term, like, rooted foundation deepness? And I think that, for me, I've been seeing, like, with this new generation of TikTok and the way they've approached numbers, it's made me not realize our impact that I have on Instagram, if that makes sense. And then it, like, makes you be like, oh, am I, like, what's next? What am I doing? How am I growing? But in actual reality, I like genuinely believe, and I know the power of TikTok, like I'm not trying to totally shit on TikTok, but I do think it's created for creators a warped sense of reach and impact and longevity of career than, you know, I I think that happened. But also going viral is really overrated. And it's not, it should not be the goal at all. It's thrown around way too much. Mm -hmm. I would much rather every one of my videos get like thirty to forty thousand views than one that gets one million and the rest get yeah. nothing. Like it's right. because it's usually not. It might be one that was like very kind of controversial, but it didn't really relate to what you do, yeah. and it doesn't make sense. And, and then it fucked. doesn't. Yeah, and then it's like, and then you get all these trolls that are not supposed to be there. Oh my gosh! Yes. And and then it's not really for your audience, so it doesn't make any sense. So yes. when it's that out of control like that it actually doesn't feel consistent yeah no absolutely I was telling that to Ash I was like I think before you found creators that you liked and you supported the creator and what they brought out you Mm -hmm. like or whatever well now it's like all people share is videos it's about a single Single video moment (laughs) so it's like I'll send a video to all my friends did I ever actually click on whose account that was no No. did I go watch any like do you even know no so it's such a like inconsistent thing So I think with what you're saying, if you know, like, your audience are people who, like, get you, it's your community you've created, like, those are the views that are important. And, yeah, it's nuts when you see a video go viral. But, yeah, there's, like, I have, like, all these girls, like, are thirst trapping on my brother. And I'm, like, ew. (laughs) Like, I've never had people, like, comment on my content, even when my brothers are in it. Like, I climb him like a tree, like, KK. And I'm just, like, Excuse me. Delete, delete, delete. Because I'm like freaking out. So it is. It's like you don't know what you actually want because it's. Totally. And what's interesting with all the content, if we're talking about the content that I personally digest, it's usually what I'm starting to lean towards are the smaller creators. I do feel like the virality that some people have. It isn't necessarily about them or who they are or the, or the brand that they are necessarily. So I do tend to, and maybe this is because of my like YouTube roots, but like I do tend to go towards the smaller creators that put more of themselves out there that aren't necessarily popping off virally, but are putting out a good message or are putting out like a solid brand that I want to support. If that Honestly, makes sense. Honestly, the, the people that I follow are actually like my because I have you know like five to ten people that I go back to I'll search for them etc these are people that I've been following for Mm -hmm. 
eight years, yeah. nine years. Like yeah. These are people that I feel invested in their life because I feel inspired by them. And if they're people that I now look to and they're new in like the last couple of years, it's because they wrote a book that I enjoyed or they have a podcast, something more long form mm-hmm. because – I like to follow people who really impact me or I feel expanded by in many ways. And so I'm actually thinking like I don't – when I see someone new, it's too much work to To really – To get invested because really when you think about it, going – being a follower of someone or a fan of someone or whatever you want to call it, part of their community or part of their journey – it takes like a year of consistently watching their stuff to actually form a deep relationship with them, which is weird because you don't know them. You know what I'm saying? But – when I see someone that I really was like, oh, that's a cool video. It's a cool aesthetic. And I'll follow them. And I'm like, I'm never going to see their freaking thing again. Yeah. And it's going to take way too long to get emotionally invested, yeah. which is why I love podcasters. Because right. it's yeah. so much quicker to drop in with them, if yeah. that makes sense. It, yeah. No, that makes Absolutely. perfect sense That's so me. true. Because you also don't want to – like, think of yourself as a consumer. Like, you're not going to be part of a thousand communities or, like, right. be, no. uh, be, like, that invested no in that. that no. So no. it's like – it's so true. I think about this with even even podcasts as well. It's like there I know there are podcasts that I probably are am not listening to that I would love, yeah. but the work it would take for me to like get into that universe and <laughs> yeah. binge listen and be like, okay, now I understand the banter. I understand that. You know, yeah. it's yes. it's an interesting new, new yeah exactly. I, I have like, like five that. women on my favorite Instagram thing, and mm-hmm. I think oh. three of them I've followed for eight years, and then two of Is them Yvonne one. one? Yes, Yvonne, Lauren Everts, Catherine Zankina, Amanda Francis. Oh. And I think there's one other that I'm forgetting. But wow. those four are like the women I go to because I feel inspired by them for yeah. different yeah. areas of my life. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, what did you want advice on? Oh, I had it in my mind and uh, now I Oh, yes, brain. yes, yes. Okay, okay, question. I know. It's I I can't I can't tell you the dangers. Um, I'm pretty sure I left the iPad in the street yesterday. Oh, oh good. Like I I put Lily in the car, but then I didn't put the iPad in the car. I thought you put the iPad. I thought you left it in the bathroom. It was an assumption. I have no recollection. Um, no. Um, Not okay. the iPad. So, a little bit about career. Yeah. I think yeah. this could like kind of piggyback off yours. I feel as if one of, you know, every, I feel like, strong trait that we have has a negative shadow side to it. yeah. And my positive trait is that I'm very ambitious and I want a lot of things and I go after them. Like, I put in the work to get them. The shadow side of that is that I'm impatient. Mm. So right now I can see a five-year plan so clearly. Like there's not a doubt in my mind it's going to happen. I can see how it's going to happen. I know the roadmap. I'm I'm fully committed. I'm ready to get it. And I'm just almost like impatient to get to every milestone that I know I need to hit to see it unfold. And the impatience, yeah. like it's like you look at the computer and you're like, wait, I just want it to be five months later so yeah. I have that milestone that I can then jump off that and it's yeah. almost like it crawls yeah. it's like little bugs are crawling under my yep. skin almost Oof, yeah yep. what do how do I calm my impatience and channel it back into my healthy positive ambition mm. I, oh, I mean I have really good. Yeah. I have some thoughts but it's like I feel like you know for for people who struggle with anxiety right like there's it's the whole getting lost in a world that's like not there and so like one of the things because I I did a lot when I was struggling um because I had thyroid issues so like I didn't know that's what was causing my anxiety I just thought I was like having a massive spike so I did a lot of research trying to figure out like how do I help myself in the moment right and it's so interesting because everything had to do with some type of grounding into 
the present moment using your five senses. And it's not taking away from that, but it's also acknowledging like where you are like right at that moment. And I think with stuff like that, with people who struggle with like, okay, but I see it already. Like, how do I get there? I think my initial thought would be to to almost start to like categorize like your victories and your milestones in like different categories and start to make one that are like tiny ones so that you're still able to check those things off as you're going, but you're acknowledging and like appreciating and celebrating those moments. Because I feel like if you look back at your life, some of the things that you would look back at and see as like amazing memories or things that changed you in those moments, you probably weren't like, you didn't know that was going to come and happen. And they're so easy to miss. So I don't know because like I don't have that specific mentality or struggles. Like I don't know if this is resonating at all, but I feel like it's almost that same thing of having practices in your life that like bring you back to that moment, but still able to like acknowledge and look forward to that. Yeah. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Two things you said that were really good. Grounding, my energy healers are always like, you need to ground, girl. (laughs) The second thing is that you said the smaller things, because I think I look at my career in larger goals, Mm. like the big ones. And so it feels like it's far away. And I need to maybe create smaller, like even monthly goals, because I think that would actually anchor me into... Because I love the process, but having like a one-year, two-year, five-year goal, like the five-year goal kind of freaks me out because I'm like, let's get there. Let's get there. Yeah. So if I can break out monthly goals, I think that would help me stay more focused and not necessarily so impatient for that huge one because I I would get the same victory. Yeah. Was what I was going to recommend. That's so funny. I feel like I'm very similar to you and I have learned over any project that I've worked on, whether it was like a YouTube thing, a podcast thing, something with my sister, parallel, whatever, I always get depressed after it's over. Mm -hmm. And then I look back and I realize my favorite part of the whole thing was reaching each goal and the creative process behind the whole thing. And once I get it and it's done, I'm always like, well, (laughs) now I have to figure out something else to do. And so I think it'd be very beneficial to actually, like you said, really be present in the moment, like Taryn said, and and like really soak in and enjoy the creative process. Even though you have to be patient, you're like, I love a countdown. I love a list and being able to check it off. So I would make a fun written out like physical list that you can look at and you can check the days to Mm -hmm. each one. You can give yourself like weekly goals, monthly goals, even daily things to say even like say out loud towards that goal and check it off every single day because that's one step closer to you actually reaching that goal. And that I think is the most fun part of a new project yeah. for yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I'm very surprised that this is an issue that you're going through because not- you you enjoy the process. Like Scout is very much like not a destination focused. She's very journey focused. And so that's why I'm confused. I get it's it's not I love the journey. I just want it all and I want it all now. Like (laughs) I want I get that. You know what I mean? Like I want to do 10 of these projects and I want to like collapse time and fit it all in right now. And I get frustrated that I can't do it all now and I have to pace it over time. Mm -hmm. I think that's Mm. maybe the a better thing because it's like the process I 
love so much. I just hate that. It's not. I can't. I hate that I can't do 10 of my projects in the same week. Like, you have to do that. You have to, like, I I know it's like, I know it's counterintuitive to what you think I'm, I normally am. It's just more of this impatience to do all of the things that I want to do. Yeah. You want to do it all. And I want to do it all right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can't because you can do it over time, but you can't do it all today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm might, just so excited. Just, I'm just so excited. I just want to yeah, do it. We know that. We know. We know. Um, I think you might. You might just need to accept. <laughs> just, check in with time. Be like, this okay. is the realities of time. Yeah, yeah. This is this is okay. Um, yeah. Um, okay. I yeah. Maybe I'll just share. Yeah. What yeah. Advice? Okay. Your advice. I so that's what we're doing. I don't know if you guys talk about this on your podcast, but I'm gonna throw it out there. And if you don't, do if you feel uncomfortable, then we don't, don't need to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Are you okay? No, I'm schwitzing. Oh. I'm from my hair. <laughs> it's like really it's crazy like, are you leaving the podcast? No, I'm still here. Do you so, want them to turn the air down? Oh, no. It's fine. Oh, okay. We're almost done. It's so, just a thing that happens to us. <laughs> schwitzing. Just a thing that happens <laughs> What to is schwitzing? It we, means can we, like sweating. Got it's it. like a light overheating. It's like a light perspiration. Like I'm I feel schwitzing. like I'm there, too. I feel like uh, yeah. I'm there, too. We've Most, been here for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been in this box for a while. Yeah. I want to talk about sexual wellness you guys are okay Mm. sure okay so something I've been working on is female pleasure and working more on like my pleasure and I kind of talked about this a little bit on my solo episode I notoriously have a low libido I'm trying to figure out ways that I can increase that and and enjoy sex so much more because I love my partner and we have a great sex life but I get in my head a lot and I don't feel like I'm taking I'm not at the like potential Mm -hmm. of like the pleasure that I could be feeling in it and I think a lot of women feel this way I've spoken to a lot of friends close friends and I don't think it's talked about as much where men obviously don't really have this issue they have to like they're fine you know and it's like and it's also interesting explaining it to a man because they don't really understand because it's not anything about him at all at all at all they they go straight to like their pride and like that yeah yeah totally and mm -hmm. so for women it's yeah exactly and I have a lovely boyfriend who's like been so patient with everything with this and it's more about you know it's sad that it's kind of like when you rob yourself of joy like why would you you know, you're just self-sabotaging if yeah. you're not letting yourself experience this. But there's also so much that goes into it from a female perspective in terms of, you know, your mental state and you have to be in the right mood and the this. And, like, if you're also, like, hating on your body, but then you're yeah. also expected to be mm-hmm. super sexy in the bed. Like, yeah. it's just so much. I mean, and you could have a bad day and it would affect you. Totally. <laughs> it has nothing yeah. to do with totally. anything he did or you did. Totally. It was just, like, you had a rough day and you yeah. can't get there. Yeah. 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 So I think I'm just kind of in this mode. And that's something I've been working on is, like, how do I prioritize? it because like it's like I'm not initiating it it's usually him initiating you know and I want to I want to be also mm-hmm. like participant in like I want I want to be well it's part of the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. so that's my question so it's funny because we were we were just talking about we had like someone writing in about something they were going through with their partner about like OnlyFans is this right is it like whatever mm, and we were talking about it and it's funny because like I'm still a virgin, but I'm a very sexual person, and it, I have my own reasons, which, like, what? I can totally wait, share wait. whatever. Wait, wait, wait. You're a virgin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's How cool. old are you? I'm 35. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Wait, are you waiting for marriage? I that is one of my reasons that I would like to, but I'm also it's there's so much wrapped into it, and it's totally. just a personal choice I've made. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but it's so funny because I was saying, you know, we were talking about this, and I like had this moment where I sat back and I was like, you know what's funny is I think people think if you talk about sex, if you talk about your needs, if you talk about whatever, you're promiscuous, that's like dirty, you don't talk about things. And and it's so funny because I'm like, even, even as someone who like, my experience is going to be totally different than yours in like different areas. There's so much value in talking about things and knowing things because totally. I still can make the choice that I've made, but be so knowledgeable and so in tune with what I need as a woman, mm-hmm. right? So it's like we don't talk about this stuff because we're so afraid of like these different outcomes or it's shunned or we feel embarrassed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's so counterproductive because what ends up happening then is we become silent in areas that involve sex, mm. which we become victims of things because we're not taught to talk about what we want totally. and we cave into what like someone else wants. And I think like you just mentioned, like there's so much, your body is so in touch with, you have past traumas buried, mm-hmm. you have things that affected you throughout your day you're not even aware of that you're storing in your body. So when you're doing an act that is very intimate and emotional, but also is very physical in your body, how do you like, you're going to come up with those barriers and not even know like, how do you affect it? Like, do I I need to eat something different? Like, is that affecting my libido? Or is it like mental? Or is it, you know what I mean? There's so much to it, but we don't talk about it. And it's so funny because, like, I talk to my friends all the time about this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the first one to be like, how was it? You yeah. know, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I have my own areas that I've done or I do or whatever. But it's like we're so afraid to talk about things. And I think what ends up happening is we're silencing women in an area that they need to not ever feel silenced in. Oh. So it makes me just, Amen. like, so sad when I hear even, like, I'm struggling with this, but like nobody talks about it. So we have to make our own platform to talk yeah, about it. Exactly. No one's talking about it. You know exactly. what I mean? Like it's just I think everyone needs to get out of the what do I think is right or wrong or what do I think like my opinion is on stuff. And we mm-hmm. just need to realize that us as humans, we are all struggling with the same things and we need to have that community and a safe place to talk about it without judgment outside of yeah. what we're talking about. Also, what you were just saying, which was very beautiful, by the way makes me feel like when it comes to a low libido or when it comes to like being in a long-term relationship, we put these shoulds on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we should be more sexual or we should be having more sex or the sex should be like this or this or this or this. And I feel like especially when you're older and maybe you've been in a longer-term relationship, like, and I know that this has been a long-time journey for you, but also like I feel like we need to take the pressure off that like do you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? That like, yeah. like we need to have these super high libidos yeah. and like be super pleasurable and orgasm easily and be super turned on all the time, especially as women who have completely different hormonal cycles than men. Mm-hmm. There's so many factors that go into why we feel turned on in the moment that we feel turned oh, on. Right. And especially when we have partners, this was like a mind blowing thing to me. It's like, it's okay if like, you and your partner have different sex drives at different times in your relationship or at different times because 
sex is not this like very basic quick like oh you're turned on I'm turned on let's go it's great it's like it's complicated like there's societal implications there's like what did you eat for lunch that made you feel like there's the trauma there's literally every time I'm like oh let's do after dinner he's like you're not gonna want to do it after dinner it's morning skinny or never (laughs) exactly but it's just like permission to not think that there's something wrong with you like and that's that's when I think the the talking about it helps because then you're you're, cause, like for instance I even posted on my Instagram story about the libido thing and someone DM me and she was like oh my god I've never heard I thought there was something yeah. so wrong with me yeah. I talked to my friends they're like they think I'm weird because I have a low libido they think it's because I don't like my boyfriend it's not that at all it's literally just a chemical thing yeah, yeah. and so I, I, that was very like eye opening to me because I was like oh yeah because I'm like I mean I'll say anything on the internet and so I was like <laughs> I was like wow this is something so that's why I wanted to bring it up because it just feels like something women and and our listeners definitely go through and it's I like that the taking the pressure yeah because yeah. we all off. don't need to have high libidos like mm-hmm. some women are going to be more sexual than others yeah. and that's yeah. also okay. okay I think I think there's like a revolution of course that we're all talking about it and that's beautiful but I also think there's like another narrative where it's like women own your sexuality oh, yeah. your se- but it's yeah. like not all all of us like are at that frequency at all times or are tapped into that at all times and it's okay like it's okay to be different and want to work on it but I just I don't know I feel like to take the shame off of that you have a little libido or that your libido should be any different than it is like work on it because we work on all areas of our lives but it's okay like Mm. you know you don't have to be a fucking ready to go sex capade woman all the time (laughs) you know what I mean like you don't no but like also like owning it looks like I feel like I'm owning it by not you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, in my life, my decision was made for myself, and I feel very powerful in that. Like, I'm not ashamed of that. Like, because yeah. people's reactions are always like, yeah. what? I mean, like, you don't get to 35 without being, like, oh, very sure yeah. of that decision. And people are like, oh, well, you just must not want it. You must, like, not be. And I'm like, okay, you have no idea. Like, I'm not <laughs> like if I unleash this, it's bad for the entire world. But, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, that's the thing is everyone, it's kind of like what we were talking about, about like self-love everyone is so quick to be like be you like be powerful be sexual but then if you're like oh well I actually like don't need it all the time or to me it like looks different Mm. then it's like that's shameful like it doesn't match and I would not be surprised honestly if your self-dialogue over this time has been telling yourself something is wrong with you which is also contributing to that oh it's 100% yeah Yeah. I'm in my head and I'm literally yeah like something's wrong what's why isn't happening I won't I won't like even I think talking about it is really great But sometimes we compare ourselves to other women or other relationships or other whatever. And for me, it's it's a knowing inside like you are secure with your boyfriends Mm -hmm. and you know that like you don't need a big libido or big libido. (laughs) You don't need a high libido to like to prove that you have a beautiful relationship with your with your boyfriend, et cetera. And I think sometimes in relationships, we use the amount Mm -hmm. of times we have sex, the type of sex we have, what your sex life is, is to determine the success of a relationship or the success of your relationship with your body, which Mm -hmm. again, there's always room for improvement in all areas of our lives. But I think that it's such a loaded topic that we get in our mind about it like that. Mm -hmm. And then that's the thing that doesn't allow us to be ourselves. Yeah, I was going to say something similar, exactly what Taryn said about the self-love and societal 
pressures of being like, yeah, we can talk about this and we want this, but no one actually like goes through with like supporting it in that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was in a very similar situation with my boyfriend as you are currently. Mm -hmm. And this was in the beginning and I was so frustrated and I was very much beating myself up. And I had a hard time verbalizing it. Like I didn't know how to articulate it to him. And then one day I just brought a vibrator Mm -hmm. and then it started a conversation and I was like, I've been in my head and I'm really frustrated and I would love this to be like nearby at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in a weird place, I'm just going to reach for it. It's nothing to do with you. It's just yeah. me. And then that literally has fixed it. Wow. For me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you should bring something outside in. Yeah, we have the vibrator. It's it's handy. So we have the vibrator handy, but then it's also so I've been taking this <laughs> I feel like I've, <laughs> I think this is like a weird thing to say, but I've been taking this course called no. Oh my god, yes. And it's unbelievable i love the title oh it's <laughs> so incredible good. <laughs> and it's this and it just shows you how to communicate better it tells you just like different and you can do it with your partner you could do it alone as well it talks about a lot of the psychological things that are going on and and also gives you so many studies of like 80 percent of women experience this so then you just like feel like you're yeah. not crazy yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah. but then it's a lot about communication or it's like different techniques or rhythms and things and I don't know I really really encourage anyone who's like wanting to get into I that I don't understand why we're, we have people write in all the time and I'm like why don't you go see a specialist for that area like totally. that's like if yeah. I was like it's oh I broke my leg and and I'm going like oh well my arm doctor's like not going to tell me anything to do so I'm just going to like suffer and it's like um but there is a leg doctor <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, who like true. freaking knows the inside of that leg <laughs> and how to put it together <laughs> or can give you a crutch like whatever totally. it is it's like we don't we don't seek out but again I think because there's so much shame that's tied around so it much. Yeah. and are there things that can hurt you within that area absolutely yeah. are, are should thought go into those acts absolutely do, do people have different, like, spectrums of beliefs? Absolutely. But for yourself, where mm. your comfort level is, mm. take steps to have a healthy relationship with yourself, whether that's your emotions, your body, your whatever it is. And I think we just get so scared of certain topics and we don't want to talk about it. Even when I was, like, going through, like, my binge eating thing, mm. I saw the way people reacted because they instantly were like, oh, this has to do with weight and I don't know, like, what where to look or, like, what to say. And it's like... Like, why, why is it, why is it shameful? Like, let's talk about it. You know what I mean? So I think the same for you. I feel like you have to experience that freedom of knowing it's going to look different and feel different for me. And also like, obviously like there's sometimes like I'm going to throw him one and I didn't like love it, but like, I love you. So like, whatever. And then there'll be like other times. So I think it's like, it's trying to fit into that box and also like measure up with what like TV shows and movies and everything puts in our minds. All my my romance novels that I read. I told her orgasm at the same time. And it's like, like, I told her she has to stop reading romance novels. No, it's like actually a thing for women. We digest romance novels. We watch rom-coms and it yeah. puts this totally it's the comparison thing we were talking about not, earlier yeah it's not, not realistic realistic at all and then we think what's wrong with us or what's wrong with it and it's it's like wait what what the fuck i'm comparing myself to a fictional, a fictional character that was to written like colleen hoover character? <laughs> which, which was written by a woman who's never experienced that that's why she's <laughs> sure, writing it to like sure. live it out yeah, yeah, yeah i think you need to stop reading romance novels because honestly like guys i, I can't it's like, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. But I, th- I, th- so I think what it is, is giving yourself flexibility and the yeah. the time to talk yeah. to your partner totally. and allow both of you guys time to be flexible and try new things. Like if, yes. like maybe you like the lights off permanently and then one day you're like, you know what? 
I think I'm going to turn the lights on. Maybe yeah. we'll put on a colorful light or Candles. maybe we'll do, maybe have we're going to try reading Maybe we're not. Yeah. Like reading them out loud? Like yeah, a have idea. him read them to you. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're just it. sitting there getting turned on. Oh, no, just be like, like a do live reading. Thing, but I'm going like to like a live reading. Let you know when I'm ready. And yeah. when you get to that point in the chapter, you'll be like, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, no, that that does happen. Actually, that does happen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'll read and then I'll be like, hey, hey. Um, <laughs> okay, so there we go. Maybe so, an audible. An audible. <laughs> or a dipsy. There you go. We, dipsy, love, dipsy. we love dipsy. We I love think, dipsy. I think like just removing this idea that there's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it I is. Think that is. I think that's what it is. I think that's like placing wrong. so much more pressure on it on this situation. But yeah. thanks. Thanks, yeah. gals. Oh my god, that was such a wholesome episode. That was great. I, I, now, feel, I honestly like you, don't really feel like we're like in no, the world. Like I feel like we've <laughs> no. been in this room for so long. It's just kind of like our little, it's like the four of us. It's like oh our little God. land in here. <laughs> oh um, my God, this is delightful. Oh, we will ask our oh, yeah. final question that we ask all women who come on OKSIS podcast. If you could brag about one thing and you weren't allowed to be humble, what would you brag about? Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait, <laughs> your face, the facial expressions that just spread. <laughs> okay, about myself. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I am an amazing, amazing friend. I feel like I am able to like step into anything and can make, I can like make anyone feel like amazing. And I know this sounds like I'm pushing away from myself, but I do feel like I'm so like proud of like, my heart mm. and so that's something like I want to be able to like it feels wrong when you're like oh my heart but and it feels like you're not being humble but I think like for me I've realized watching how I've supported people in my life go through like their hard times it's exhausting but I'm like also like that was epic that you were mm. able to like give of yourself in that way so like I think that is my thing about myself that I like love and I've never it's hard to articulate that and you gave me a space to do it so yes. I did it. <laughs> I'm a really great person. No, yeah, I, I love, love it. it. I love it. I love, I love it. it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not kidding because you are a really great person. Oh, <laughs> um, I have a great ass. Yes. yes. I, I work really hard on it. Yes. Yeah. And I have a great one. Cake, and cake. mine compared to Taryn's is so funny, but I literally <laughs> I work so hard on it. She said this whole I beautiful thing, it. and I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, my, my butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Of course. Oh, no. We no, get everything. We get the range. We get the range of answers. Also, mine has no effort that was put into uh, it, and it has a mind of its own. Yours is sculpted <laughs> and beautiful. It has a mind of its own. Mine, if I wear underwear too tight, I have four cheeks. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's its own entity. We love you guys we so love you. much. Can you let everyone know where they can find you? You yeah. can listen to us on your podcast. Tell everybody where. Yes. Um, go ahead. Uh, unsolicited advice. Uh, we have TikTok. We have YouTube. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Mine's Ash Nicole on all social platforms. XO Miss Ashley Nicole is my... OG YouTube channel. Yeah, it is. And I'm Taryn Renee. <laughs> Woo, love it. Love Across it. the anywhere, board. Anywhere. anywhere. Taryn Renee. Renee. Must yeah. be nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, sisters, you can follow us at OKSIS Podcast. We love you. We love you.
Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.